Hey, hey, Michigan Wolverine fans. I know I sound uh, disappointed. It's because I just did a podcast for 35 minutes, and just because I plugged my goddamn stupid phone into the charger, it destroyed the whole podcast that I was putting towards you. It's so frustrating. Anyways, this is the Michigan Wolverine Maniac Podcast. Go to the Michigan Maniac fan page at Facebook. Like us, whatever platform you're on. Give us a review, especially if it's Spotify, Facebook, uh, or the uh, iPhone, or I mean iTunes or Apple Podcasts. So let's get into this because I'm irritated right now and I want to try and do the same job that I just did because the last one was on fire. It was awesome. I hate my phone. It has nothing to do with the app. My phone is retard. Uh, it's mentally disabled, my phone. So let's get into this. There's a few things that I heard this year. Okay, not even this year. Yesterday. Like I said, I'm not a Michigan insider. I don't I don't uh, have an inside person to the Michigan University football team. I don't have anything. So when I hear things that I get irritated about or things that I just think that we need to talk about, I, I will do a podcast. So here's a few things. Let's go over the ones that I can do right away. One, uh, Brandon Peters. He's in the transfer portal. 99% of us already know that he's going to do that. I mean, you can't go through fall camp and not even be mentioned. <laughs> you know, he, when Cade McNown is getting uh, Cade McNamara, let me, I'm sorry, Cade, I didn't mean to mispronounce, but Cade McNamara is getting more run than you are, and your name is not even the name that needs to be spoken like in uh, Harry Potter, like Voldemort or whatever that is. I don't follow that one, but I hear you can't say his name. That's a lot like what Brandon Peters was. Not the fact that they don't like him. It's just the fact that he was moving on and that it didn't really matter what his progress was because he wasn't really going to be doing it, doing it for us later. Now, he's from Avion or Avion or Avon or whatever, Indiana. Uh, that's close to Purdue. <clears throat> His sister plays for Purdue, either softball or volleyball. I can't remember which one. Um, he's going to Purdue. And he's going to be good. I don't blame him for the problems we had in 2017. We had one of the worst offensive lines in Michigan history, thanks to Drevno. Uh, producing some type of bullshit offensive line scheme that never worked. Um, John O'Corn sucked in 2017. So uh, Brandon Peters had to come in and basically save our whole season, which I think he did a very good job of. He really did. He had one bad game, and that was the bowl game. But, I mean, come on, people. He had the worst offensive line ever. Let's cut the kid a break. I'm telling you, we do not want to face Purdue if he goes there. This kid, if he gets decent offensive line play, is going to be a player. I'm telling you, he's he's a talented kid. Now, too, the DPJ rumor that he's out for the whole season. Now, let me remind you, this is May. May. And the rumor is being reported... Now, I'm not going to say it's a true report because 
it's May. But this guy, who's a Michigan State reporter, says that DPJ is out for the whole season. It's May. They don't even play their first game until September. I don't know how this guy, maybe he's a doctor slash reporter. Also, maybe he might be just a jealous bitch who's just trying to fucking put panic into the Michigan Wolverine fan base, which we have been known to fall into very easily. So maybe that's just what he's doing. But all I know is, well, so let's go with worst case scenario. Let's say DPJ is out for the whole season. Well, we're not in a rebuilding year. We shouldn't be fearful of this. Now, listen, I would love to have DPJ out there because I think he's a phenomenal talent. His speed from the first step is unbelievable. The way he now knows how to run routes and get off of blocks and all that kind of stuff is great. I mean, I love that guy as a wide receiver. And it definitely is a – it wouldn't be great if we lost him. But let's look at the talent we have backing him up, shall we? Nico Collins. As far as I know, Nico Collins was the only wide receiver that did anything of note against Ohio State and Florida. (laughs) The only one. And he had to work hard to make Shea Patterson even look decent in those two games. And then we got Tariq Black, and we're going to assume that he's completely healthy all year long because we're not going we're not going to deal with what ifs. I'm not going to deal with that because obviously this is the game of football. We all know what ifs exist, right? So Tariq Black completely healthy. Even when Tariq Black was healthy before the Air Force game, was dominating the performance over DPJ. Now, DPJ, like a true professional and stud, took on the loss of Black and took the the punches to the chin and learned how to play wide receiver. So I give it to him. Complete talent. Love the kid. I'm very excited to see what happens in this future. Um, But Tariq Black healthy, a phenomenal talent. Um, Oliver Martin, Ricky Bell. Is it Ricky or Ronnie Bell? It's Ronnie Bell. Whatever, Bell. That kid's phenomenal, super fast. Either way, great, talented kids coming up on their own. If you saw any part of the fall of the fall practice or sorry, I dropped my phone. If you draw if you saw anything of the fall practice at all, Oliver Martin and Bell both played prominent roles in those in that footage. Um, then you have Samer Steele and Giles Jackson coming in. Samer Steele, the toast of the of the <clears throat> of the practice, unbelievable speed in space personified, right? So yes, DPJ would be a great loss, but it's not crippling. It just gives other guys chances to be noticed. So we move on. So now there is. A contingent of us Michigan fans that are seem to be just so in hate with Jim Harbaugh that they have conjured up this idea that Brady Hoke somehow was going to turn the Michigan University around. Now, Dave Brandon, one of the worst athletic guys ever. Right, one of the worst athletic di- directors ever, the ADs we've ever had at Michigan. He couldn't even get a toy store 
Toys R Us to be in the black. He destroyed Toys R Us. He's going to come over here and do something with us. It ain't going to happen, right? So let's just look at the few seasons that Jim Harbaugh and Brady Hoke have had. Now, coincidentally, Brady Hoke, four years, and right now, Jim Harbaugh, four years, right? So we're going to just look at some of those things. People say, oh, no, no. Brady Hoke was on his way to getting us back on track. He he got Harbaugh in the fact that he has one eleven win season. And he was doing something there. Well, that's bullshit. Okay? So, yes, he had an 11-win season. But let's take a look at the rest of the three seasons after that. First season, 11-2. and two. Now, a lot of people can argue that Rich Rod's bullshit, fast-paced offense was actually starting to take hold and that the recruiting would have shown that in his next season if he would have given a third season, right? But... Rich Rod was so garbage that they fired him after two. So he went eleven and two, Brady Hoke. Right. Next year, eight and five. Year after that, seven and six. Uh, year after that, five and seven. <clears throat> now let me tell you, this isn't the division that is set up right now in the Big Ten. Brady Hoke, his three out of four years were set up with the le- the leaders and legends. Of the Big Ten. Now, you're going to say, why does that make a difference? Because they were they were set up differently. And now let me just let you know that which teams were what in what division. Now, the Legends division, Michigan, Iowa, Michigan State, Minnesota, Nebraska, and Northwestern. Leaders. Ohio State, Wisconsin, Illinois, Indiana, Penn State, and Purdue. Right? Pretty even. Now, if Harbaugh took over and with that same configuration, he would have been to three out of four Big Ten title games. Now, are we still bitching about Harbaugh and what he's doing at that point? Are we? Brady Hoke was given the... Easiest path to success, and Freddie Flintstone still couldn't do it. Still couldn't win a Big Ten title. That's right, people. Couldn't win a Big Ten title in that easy of a division. Now, Harbaugh takes over, and he's got to deal with... Now, before we get into Harbaugh, Brady Hoke's last season with the Michigan Wolverines, was in the now East and West divisions, right? So with us dealing with Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan State, and us. Oh, it doesn't matter what other teams are involved because those are the four best teams in the Big Ten, all in the same division. Harbaugh has has to deal with that for four straight years. Brady Hoke had to deal with it with one. With Brady Hoke giving us a record of five and seven. Harbaugh in the same division, recording in his four years, ten and three, ten and three, eight and five, and ten and three. And the reason why we're eight and five is because we had one of the worst offensive lines in history. We had Spate go down early. We had John O'Corn, who was an ostrich who loved to shove his head up his own ass. 
and throw interceptions like he was throwing tic tacs at a uh, at a just whatever you want to say because right now I can't think of it because this is my second podcast so it's hard to be original after the first one. Um, but like I I digress. Um, Harbaugh is getting a raw deal here. You know what I mean? Think about that. Harbaugh easily would have won or at least been in three out of four Big Ten championship games if we're still dealing with the leaders and legends version of the Big Ten. Is that Harbaugh's fault? Harbaugh easily would have done that. Okay, now let's move on to some other stuff. Brady Hoke. He was a defensive guy. Yeah, the defensive-minded fella, that guy. He was so good. And he was good when he was at Michigan as an assistant, right? So let's look at that. Defensive ranking, 2011, 21st in the nation. 2012, 14th. 2015, oh, no, 12, 13. 2013, 24th, and 2014, 10th. He's starting to improve in the last year. Now, Jim Harbaugh. 2015, 10th defensively, 2016, 3rd, 2017, 5th, and 2018, 9th. Now, the reason why we were 10th is because DJ Durkin decided to take the job at Maryland and stop coaching us up the way he should have all season long. We had three shutouts that year. You're telling me he couldn't have figured it out the last couple? Come on. Uh, he was an awful coach anyways. Whatever. Um, so also, offensively. Now this is where everybody bitches at Jim Harbaugh. And I think they have a fair bitch at this one, right? So Brady Hope, 2011. Overall, def- overall offense was ranked 12th in the nation. 2012, 26. 2013, 53rd. And 2014, 76. Now that, that gives you an idea. Uh, that kind of matches something, right? And that matches the acceleration of how bad our offense was was also the decline of our wins and losses. I don't think it takes a genius to figure that out, but just that I point that out. Um, also, we'll go to Jim Harbaugh, right? Offensively. 2015, 34. Okay, got it. Not his team. He had a... You know, patchwork, a bunch of shit. But still, 34th. Okay, get it. 2016, 35th. Okay. Sounds about right. 2017, 49. That's also with John O'Corn and the worst offensive line ever. And then 2018, 25th. Now, he's making a difference. He fucking hired Josh Gaddis, pulled him from Alabama and Maryland, and then took a road trip just to tell him and prove to him how important and what the sacrifice he's doing by relinquishing control of his offense to Josh Gaddis. And then you go into the fall camp and you see things that we've never seen from a Michigan offense. We've never seen uh, four wideouts constantly with a slot receiver going across the middle with other two wide receivers crossing him, creating confusion beyond belief. Or then another front where you have one running back in the backfield, and then you have a 
a slot receiver into the backfield as well. I mean, things that we've never seen before we're seeing this year, right? Now you're going to say, yeah, yeah, whatever. But but Brady Hoke was one hell of a recruiter, and I'll give it to him. He was. He got Jabril Peppers. He got our foot into the door of the New Jersey pipeline and the New Jersey high school that got Jabril Peppers and uh, and Gary, two first-round draft picks, by the way. That's important. That helps recruiting. So I'm not going to just bag on Freddie Flintstone. He got things going. But let's look at his classes, right? Now, in a weaker Big Ten, in 2011, his first recruiting class was 30th in the nation, 5th overall in the Big Ten. Now, 2012 was his most impressive recruiting class. And I think that's the one that sticks with most of us because we're like, yeah, he was sixth nationally, second in the Big Ten. That had like Taco Charlton, that Dabo, uh, that had a lot of guys that actually made huge contributions in 2016. Those guys, that's a huge recruiting class for us. So he did that. Now, 2014, not as impressive. Uh, Oh, no, 2013, my fault. Uh, 37th nationwide, 5th in the Big Ten. Sound familiar? 2014, 30th nationwide, 5th in the Big Ten. uh, Oh, no, that's 2011, my fault. 2014 with 20th in the nation, second in the Big Ten. Improving. We get Jim Harbaugh, right? Harbaugh goes 34-10 and 10 his first year, 2015. Second year, 35-3. and three. Second year, I mean 2017, 49-5. Now that's after we went to 10-3, and three, but we lost 11 people to the NFL draft. 19 overall. So we 11 drafted, about 8 picked up free agency-wise. Still very impressive. Very, very impressive NFL stats. While Jim Harbaugh has been in Michigan, he's put over 21 people into the NFL draft. And I think if, I don't know the number, because that's the one stat I forgot to look up. But if you were to add up uh, Hoke and... Rich Rod, you may get 10 in the 10 years they were there. Because we have a streak of 81 straight years with having at least one NFL draft pick going to the NFL, right? So impressive stat. So anyways, let's get into this, right? Now we'll go on defense. He doesn't, Harbaugh doesn't know defense, but is he smart enough to get it? And we went over that, 10, 3, 5, and 5. That goes to show you, that Harbaugh is committed to winning, right? Very committed. Um, let's take a look here. Overall, four years at Michigan, Brady Hoke, 31 and 20. Four years at Michigan for Harbaugh, 38 and 14. Yeah, very similar. Very similar. But we play in a much harder division, there's way more expectation. Harbaugh had to gut everything to get back on track. Plain and simple. This is how it go, right? Um, I don't know 
how we get so down on Harbaugh when he has made such a difference in our program. I mean, for a man to swallow his pride like that is impressive. Now, I'm looking at everything here. This is... Oh, phenomenal. I don't know where else to go. I think we're good to go here. I mean, like I said, guys, look at what we're dealing with. Harbaugh, even, okay, let's look at Harbaugh's four years, right? 2015. Our real, one of our really bad losses was Ohio State. We just weren't going to win that game. We didn't have the guys for that team to win. We just didn't. 2016, in my opinion, we still won that game. You can't have paid off the refs in such a way that they're high-fiving and butt-slapping Ohio State members, team members, and then calling the game they called, right? Now, let alone Spate didn't help things by throwing an interception for a touchdown, I believe, and fumbling on the one-yard line, which we did not recover, I think. Either way... We had a chance to demoralize Ohio State, and we didn't do it. Um, Then, 2017, we lose to Ohio State, but not by much. And that's with John O'Corn and the worst offensive line ever. But we do get beat down by Penn State. Now, I know a lot of people are going to say, oh, we're playing Penn State this year at home. They're going to do a whiteout. They're going to beat us. Not really. Because if you look at the overall history of Michigan versus Penn State, Michigan dominates. They had one year where they had the right combination of assistant coach, offensive coordinator, head coach, quarterback, all that wide receiver, running back, the whole thing. Everything clicked to create this Penn State team, which, by the way, the year before we beat them by over 30, right? So we lose badly to Penn State one year. We barely, we lose by like 11 to Ohio State a couple games after. And then 2018, we have a complete and utter sellout job by our defensive line guy, Bitch, Bitch Tits Greyjoy. Now, I'm sure Madsen, uh, let's just say he didn't. We just had the wrong game plan. Let's just say Madsen didn't rat us out at all, right? So, Don Brown, in his three years at Michigan, has had two bad games. But, yeah, he's going to be so confident that he's just, well, we all saw them play everyone else. That's the thing that blows me away. We saw Ohio State play Maryland. We saw Ohio State play Nebraska. And you're telling me, oh, shit, we saw Ohio State play fucking Minnesota. And you're telling me our defensive line, who's the most dominant, couldn't overpower those lazy motherfuckers? Are you kidding me? There's no. that There's a conspiracy there. So, no, 2018, I do not accept as a complete ass-whipping loss. Because I do believe that bitch this Greyjoy Madison sold us out. I really do. I don't care. And the moon landing's fake, so go fuck yourself. How about that? What do you think about that? You think that's great? Yeah. I don't care. All I'm saying is that there's more to this. Look at this. Look at what he's done. Look at what Harbaugh's done. 21 people from the time Harbaugh's gotten there has gone into the NBA. I'm not NBA. NFL. My fault. The NFL 
gone on to play or be on the roster of an NFL team. Before that, maybe five. I'll have to do the research. It's not double digits, I'll tell you that much right now. Well, let's think about that. At least one player per year has gone. Now, is that impressive? Between two coaches saying at least one player has gone to the NFL? No, it's not impressive. I don't give a fuck. It's not happening. So we have a great coach in Jim Harbaugh. Think about it. Nick Saban never was successful in the NFL. Petrino never successful in the NFL. Jimmy Johnson is really the only one that has gone college to pros that's been successful. Now, Harbaugh has gone college to pros to college. He's taken over a college that was completely rotted from the inside out. And we're complaining? We're complaining, people? He's been 10 and 3, 10 and 3, 8 and 5, 10 and 3. I don't care what you add. That's that's so much better than what for recruiting purposes that Hoke and the whatever this guy is laying down on the ground that is a part. I don't even know who I don't know what's going on here. I have a friend over here who's a Rich Rod fan. Uh, it's ridiculous. Anyways, let's get on to more important things. To say that Jim Harbaugh is not our guy and to keep continuing to bust his balls is a disservice to everything this guy has done for this university. This is the first Big Ten recruiting class, number one, that we've ever had. Also, Ohio State is getting ready to start their downfall of football. Every major university, like I said last episode, has done it, except for this one. Ohio State, get ready for it. It's coming your way. This is the golden years. The golden years of what Jim Harbaugh is going to do for us. And we're complaining. Stop it. You are the same people who complain about this season of Game of Thrones. Become a Michigan State fan and and just stay miserable, people, okay? Um, I think that's really basically all I've covered. Um... So, like I always say, guys, it is always great to be a Michigan Wolverine. And always and forever, guys, go blue.